This one is going out into the world. It is. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. <laughs> so we're here. We're recording a podcast. What's up? Let's introduce ourselves. Who are you? So I'm Rebecca. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I we need to know. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I'm Mike. Uh, I used to work in politics with Rebecca a little bit uh, on some local campaigns in Ohio. Now I mostly do technology stuff out in California. Okay, now that you like went into stuff, I'll go into stuff too. Yeah. So <laughs> used to work on campaigns with Michael here in Ohio. Now I work on campaigns without Michael here in Ohio. <laughs> and that's that's the summary of me. That's my life. Um, and you forgot to mention there, you're probably not as good as it, at it now uh, as you were when I was there, but that's okay. Um, you know, I think my strength with working with you is that I had someone to just constantly rant to, mm-hmm. and I still do that to you, <laughs> but not really, like missing it too much. <laughs> fair. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so what are we chatting about today? So one of the reasons we're starting a podcast together is because you and I, Michael and I, we always have these really great in-depth conversations about politics, but also not about politics, about social issues and Mm -hmm. um, things uh, that I think um, definitely challenge me. I I won't say challenge you, but I always find them challenging and interesting um, and I usually learn something from them beyond what I thought before. And so we kind of wanted to bring that to the forefront mm-hmm. and create a podcast and share our thoughts and perspectives with other people. Um, so we had a conversation this week about Drake and his, <laughs> uh, the video that came up from, what was it, like eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, where he was on stage and there was a 17-year-old girl on stage, and he was 23, um, and now he's like 31 and dating an 18-year-old. And it got us talking about age of consent. Um, you know, what are is that uh, definite? Is that you know, at age of consent, girls can kind of do what they want, and we as a society don't really like need to dig into that any more than the forefront. Or um, do we kind of need to scrutinize these relationships a little bit more? I think. Uh, I think if, if I could interrupt for a second. So if you're listening and you just heard her say, we're going to talk about Drake after she just told you we have these great in-depth discussions. I I'm just want to let you know, if, you, if you're still hanging on, like <laughs> this, there's a broader, a broader interesting discussion to have, like she said, about, about consent. Some of it might be about like, um, you know, some people call it the outrage culture on the internet where people are kind of servicing those old, old videos. A lot of interesting stuff that touches on broader topics that are going on right now than just drake although if you tuned out because we said drake then honestly we probably don't like you anyway just kidding i mean honestly you and i have built entire campaign messaging strategies based on drake <laughs> so, <laughs> i think i think anyone we're targeting probably does like drake <laughs> they're good, still good. tuning <laughs> perfect okay. that's the people we want so, um do you kind of want to kick it off then yeah, um, I actually thought it was really, um, so this kicked off because Rebecca was DMing me and she was like, have you seen the Drake video? And I already what popped in my head because I just watched um, Kevin Hart's interview with Ellen DeGeneres, 
what popped in my head immediately was if it's a video I haven't seen, I'm going to take a guess that either it was something that just happened that was truly outrageous or it was something that was really, really old that people just don't like now. So it turned out it was um, the video that she was referencing was this video that had resurfaced. Uh, he was at a concert. Uh, he brought a 17-year-old girl on stage in Colorado, I believe, uh, a state whose age of consent is 17. So he brought her on stage. He did ask her age. And then he made some pretty cringy comments about her body and not wanting to get in trouble. Um, and then I think did kiss her, right? Yeah. Well, he like yeah, kissed all over her face and everything. Yeah. And it was just like very awkward to watch. Yeah. But I mean, it was definitely a little bit awkward after he's making the jokes about like her being underage and getting in trouble. And then like just the way he was commenting about her. And after watching it, I just remember feeling like, okay, that was awkward. It was weird. I can't believe, you know, 2012 Drake or whatever still managed to get popular after what was like not to me as a viewer. It was not to me a great performance. Um, But it's not illegal. Um, He broke no laws. And to me, it should stop there. But I, I think Rebecca feels quite strongly differently about this. I just think and kind of where we are um, as a society, where, where we are kind of scrutinizing things that have come up, um, that we really overall need to be a little bit weary of just like that type of behavior. Like if it was just a standalone video, I'd be like, oh, that's weird, but um, okay, whatever, awkward moment. Uh, but then there's like all this about like Drake um, texting Millie Bobby Brown, who's 14 years old, and she relies on him for like boy advice. Like, what 14 year old needs advice on boys from a 31 year old man? I don't understand that. I think that's a weird relationship to have. And then, you know, he's known his current girlfriend since she was 16 and started dating her at 18. Um, and I think those things together are kind of like, what, what interest, number one? As a 31-year-old man having texting a 14-year-old girl, even if it's just like a friendship. But if like my daughter or my younger sister told me that she's 14, like if she's 14 and she's texting a 31-year-old man, I'm going to not be very happy about that, even if it is just friendly or whatever, because that's weird to start off with. And then this whole idea, I think it, that comes to the, issue, to the forefront is this concept of grooming. Like when do older men kind of take advantage of, younger women and kind of shape them into the girls they want to date when they're 18, 19 to fulfill this fantasy of dating a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's yeah. weird. It's, I guess I see it differently, which is, well, it is a little weird to be texting a 14 year old girl, but I don't know. I, do we know like all of the context would be my question there is, I don't and you're probably thinking like there's no context for a 31 year old to be texting a 14 year old girl but in my mind for all i know uh this girl texted drake because she thought it was cool and he responded politely and like that was it it's not this like ongoing relationship via texting or anything like that and they are two entertainers which is like i have to imagine a lonely place to try to really even interact with people because most people you interact with want something from you mm-hmm. um uh- you said something I want to jump on mm. real quick. It's like, oh, I imagine this 14-year-old girl texts Drake because it's Drake and she thinks it's cool. And I think that that's part of the 
dynamic, the power dynamic that um, I'm kind of speaking to in terms of older men and younger women, especially when older men are, you know, they have money and they're powerful. They're seen as successful. He's really super famous. Um, uh, so at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, um, you're going to be a little bit more susceptible to, you know, someone in a position of power who takes an interest in you. And I think that that's part of the problem. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm saying that, in, you know, if we look at this case itself, we don't know that anything bad has happened. Um, and if you, we don't even know if he's seen this 18 year old woman. He at his concert, he's talking, he's um, interacting with a 17 year old girl who had every opportunity to not go on stage. Um, as far as I know, I don't think they like pulled her and forced her up there. There's no evidence of any of that. Um, to me, it's like we, we, when you talk about like where we are as culture and we need to be worried of these things, I think it's good to like be aware of them, but we like seem to be too happy to step into a place where we're judging something that has broken, you know, no laws that we know of. We don't know of any ill intent. Um, this was a routine I'm sure that he performed dozens of times on that tour. I doubt that he woke up that day and was like, today I'm going to grab somebody from the crowd and bring them on stage. Like that's something people usually, their whole set is usually practiced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to me, I wonder I where is it our place to judge? When I look at this, I just like see one instance within an overall issue. Mm -hmm. um, I was just reading like an article the other day about uh, Prince's first wife releasing a memoir and talking about how and Drake obviously is not done this but it makes me think about our overall culture and what we accept um because of these relationships that or these fantasies that we've developed over time um he legally adopted her when she was 16 became her legal guardian um and she worked for him and then at 19 he, he literally told her it's time for you to get on birth control and they started sleeping together um and so it's like obviously this is not that mm -hmm. but it it kind of worries me the way young teen girls are taken advantage of when we kind of accept these relationships because we see this like younger girl older guy dynamic as okay and accepted by society mm -hmm. um when really relationships like this I think need to be scrutinized a little bit more just overall in general what um why why is my my thing like what mm -hmm could an, a 31 year old possibly and for both genders what could a 30 year old man see in an 18 year old girl what could a 31 year old woman see in a 18 year old boy like I don't um so for me it's not necessarily about just Drake mm -hmm. and just you know this video or his current relationship but overall are we doing right by our teen girls and boys by accepting these relationships so openly and so publicly so I think that I think you might have touched on what to me is the, the root problem, which is people feel like they need to protect somebody else. And I think that's a good instinct to have in society. But when it leads us to a place where we're pulling out videos from six years ago that broke no laws and are making it into a, I don't even know what the word is, but like a controversy, um, it has consequences. I mean, like I, I think about the Kevin Hart one, just, I don't, I don't know where I necessarily land on it, but that was like a known routine that he had performed who knows how many times making the types of jokes that he made. Um, and I know that I at least saw it enough that I remember watching it back then. Um, I think I must've been in college or um, at the time or maybe high school. I'm not sure. 
but point is it's like people feel this need to defend somebody else and they pull up these old videos and they make it into this like example of a broader issue and say it's potentially problematic and, and now it's this like controversy and I guess I don't really I get the instinct to protect people but if you're doing it by tearing down somebody else's career over something that quote unquote seems problematic I don't see how you're really like the good guy so here's my response to that and I'm gonna get Drake specific I'm not gonna touch on Kevin Hart because I feel like that's just totally separate and I don't really even think the issue with Kevin Hart was necessarily what he said before but how he responded to it now and just how he kind of skirted around the issue versus addressing it head on um so I'm not I'm not gonna touch on that but um uh with Drake I I don't see the controversy as being the video I see the controversy as um all these things combined kind of creating a like a pattern of behavior with a girl um I don't think Drake's career should be brought down. I don't think he should lose anything from it. You know, I'm probably going to buy his next album. Um, <laughs> I'm going to continue to make um, Drake references in all of my political messaging <laughs> forever. But um, I think that uh, oftentimes when we look at certain celebrities um, and it comes out that they've done something bad, something just awful, we're like, oh no, we had no idea this was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think oftentimes there are women who kind of observed um, certain behavior and were like, really? You had no idea? You're really this? Um, yeah. And so I, I just, I think we need to be cautious of guys who engage in these types of situations um, and ask them, just be a little more, you know, careful about the way we, the way we refer to these relationships and the way we kind of treat women who want to have open conversations about it because I do think that it's they speak to a broader issue especially with someone in the public eye mm-hmm. yeah I could see that um I do actually wish we could talk about the the Kevin Hart situation because in, in his case you have an actual outcome that's very real and tangible which is he now mm-hmm. can't do something that he that was a goal for him that he wanted to do which is host um the Oscars um yeah <clears throat> I um I honestly have not stayed as up to date on like I know he went on the interview with Ellen and everything um I've still seen a lot of LGBTQ community kind of criticize the way he's handled things and that's the thing I think people online I think we do have this culture of outrage in one instance but on on the other hand we have people who are willing to kind of accept change and growth as people as humans you know we're not all the same people we were five years ago or eight years ago or however long ago this was um but if you're not willing to talk about it at all it does a disservice to anyone you might have insulted back then i guess my question would be if he has already talked about it why does he owe a new explanation today for the same thing you know it's not because this, Um, this has very much come up before and I'm actually not even saying that he necessarily addressed it maybe the best way back then either, but um, one way or another, it's definitely already come up. It's almost like I think about the double jeopardy rule where you can't like uh, be committed of the same crime twice. In this case, yeah, in a legal institution, but not in the, you know, our public <laughs> culture. I don't, I'm suggesting <laughs> that our public culture needs to hold itself to a higher standard than like saying, okay, something died down in the past. Let me try to 
bring it up again now. Yeah, I do think part of it was also that a lot of this, like a lot of, a lot of it stemmed from like tweets he still had up, mm-hmm. um, like just. And if you delete them, then them. people would make a controversy over that. I've seen that in arguments countless times where somebody's like, "Oh, look, he deleted the tweets," so he must. I think I've seen that when people delete tweets immediately after being criticized without giving like a full apology first Mm -hmm. but I think if he really did give this apology back then he should just take that content off the internet um Mm -hmm. and move on with his life um but I I do think people need to learn how to engage in productive conversation after I mean it wasn't like he was just like making jokes about someone being gay he said that he would you know physically harm his children if they were gay and that that's not okay (laughs) um I I mean there's a reason that people in the LGBTQ community took issue with that like that's a horrible thing to say um and it it kind of um it it would normalize that behavior among parents Mm -hmm. um looking to people in the public eye who say oh look Kevin Hart would do this this that would be my response too um, if your parenting so is based off of a comedian's jokes, you you really have to look I mean, at your. I mean, <laughs> when we, I think joking is play. I think comedians play a large part in normalizing certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we joke about it so often, then you know that type of behavior, that type of uh, dynamic between a parent and a child, it becomes okay. You know, it's because it's the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, when really, what someone should do is address that head-on say that that behavior is not okay um I'm deeply sorry for anyone I hurt in this and really he just he played the defensive and in, in at least in the beginning um uh, when this first came to light like I said I haven't really stayed up to date on what has happened since then. I think that we have to kind of digress to the community that's most impacted by this that's and fair. stand by them that's fair that's a good point we need more diversity on the show that's what I'm hearing we do. We do. <laughs> so Julian Castro just announced last night he's officially running. Am I the only one not excited about that? Um, I think it's so cool to see how diverse our candidate pool is mm-hmm. um, this year. You know, we have who's all announced. So Julian announced, Kamala announced, um, Elizabeth Warren has announced Bernie Sanders is basically running, but I'm not excited for him at all. I'm, um, I'm interested in Elizabeth Warren to the extent that she is kind of like another Bernie Sanders in my mind. Um, yes, so. but I have an argument that all Bernie bros should actually be for Sherrod Brown because Bernie might scream a lot, but Sherrod Brown has been doing the work mm-hmm. consistently that progressives want to see. Um, he's just more low-key about it. He's a head down, do the work kind of guy versus like a, I'm going to talk about all the things you're going to do and I'm going to pull a bunch of press stunts. That's why um, he won't be president. Not... I know, I know. <laughs> that's why I want to do so bad because like it could be so much better. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I've never really been one to like get excited for like pomp and circumstance. Like, um, mm-hmm. substantial, like we need substantial candidates and shared brown, uh, I don't know. I just think he needs to stop talking in ways that only appeal to people in Ohio because obviously he's running for president and he just needs to get on top of like winning America's heart because 
I want him to be president so bad. But um, I have this theory that we're going to keep moving towards these like pomp and circumstance populist candidates, like for a little bit longer at least. I don't think I, I suspect Trump might, might not be the end of that impulse. Who are you interested in for president if no one that's already running? Um, I would be interested in man. I don't know, honestly, because it's like on the one end we have candidates. Because California spoiled you, and you just like no longer even feel the need to like worry about the rest of the country. The other thing is that's partially true, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's not. It's not just that. Even if I was in Ohio, I would still right now be a little bit conflicted because I know there's people that are substantive like a Sherrod Brown that have Mm -hmm. almost no chance of becoming president and on the other hand i now feel that people who like talk a good talk are unfortunately very important in terms of getting the presidency but they also don't move the needle and so i'm like it doesn't even matter that much Mm -hmm. like trump hasn't done like he's done a lot of bad things that are you know bad for both long-term office of the presidency and bad for everyday people especially if you're an immigrant but as far as my life and the lives of a lot of people where i am and you know if i was back in ohio i think this would still be true as far as those people's lives for the most part not hugely affected i think like i paid a little bit less in taxes and that's about it from your perspective um as someone who is into politics but maybe not as much as you were back when you were here in Ohio um, working on political things uh, because you have so much else going on in your life now Um, what do you do you see a Trump second term do you see that happening Um, there's a reason why I might not and I think it we won't again we won't dive into like the specifics of the the tax changes but what I what I have in my mind is that the one substantive thing that they managed to pass that impacts people is a number of people have seen a tax change of some kind, uh, but you're more likely to have seen that or noticed it if you have a higher income, as far as I know, as far as what I've read and what I've seen of who it would actually help and who it wouldn't. People that make lower incomes didn't are not going to see much benefit, right? They already don't really pay that much in taxes necessarily, mm-hmm. and it wasn't designed mm-hmm. to substantively change that. Um, so if I'm a voter that was voting for Trump before economically, I don't really have a huge incentive to vote or not vote for him. But if I am thinking about issues like immigration, I have a huge incentive to vote for him for the same reason I did back in 2016, which is it seems like he's on my side of keep them all out. So I think those people he's going to get again and people that um, are maybe more impacted by the tax changes they also might have a little bit of reason to vote, even if they don't like them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to rule well, it out. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like a given that he won't have a second term. Do you think people are going to remember the shutdown in November of next year? Nope. Like, do you think it's going to impact anything that happens? Nope. No, <laughs> me neither. Me neither. I think the workers will mm-hmm. the most. Um. I think I also think that the White House is very good at spin, and I do kind of worry about uh, the shutdown backfiring on Democrats. Um, you know, like wh- the wall is just stupid. Um, yeah. We should not even 
be having this discussion right now. And it's embarrassing that the Republican Party is allowing the discussion to go on. Um, but I think it might backfire on us. I think we could end up being the villains here. Okay, so I feel pretty good about this. What about you? Um, I feel okay about it. For anyone who has tuned into this, thank you for listening. Um, check us out on all platforms where podcasts are streamed. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you are listening to this on a platform that lets you, you know, rate it or thumb it up, you know, give it five stars, smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe, you know, the usual stuff. And tweet us your thoughts about anything we said. Unless it was bad and then just tweet Rebecca. Unless it's bad. Because then we'll just block you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Goodbye.